An Athlete's Journey with Travis Reed. This is part two of that conversation. Can't wait for you all to hear it. Had to drop this episode for the weekend, man. We're here, man. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Prize Picks since we are now part of the Prize Picks family. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. That's right, daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks offers promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to Prize Picks and use code COMBO. That's right, I said it one more time for a first deposit match up to $100. Also, I'll leave a link in the description for that. Shouts to Manscaped and shouts to the star of the show, that Lawn Mower 4.0. Go to Manscaped and put in the code COMBO20. That's right, COMBO20 for Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping. Big shouts to Travis for having me on his podcast. I think you'll really enjoy this one. You know you could always catch me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O. C-O-M-B. Cue up the intro music. Let's get into it. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. And this is part two with me and my friend Andrew. Like I said, my overseas guy, we, 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 we can go off on overseas tangents for about an hour. So, um, we can start a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. Overseas. You just talk about just overseas, overseas No, overseas tangents. That's a good Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Just tell about real stories about overseas basketball. So, like I said, he was, he played in a couple countries, but like I said, uh, he played in Israel for a long time. But we, we were still on Israel the last time. Uh, anyway, um, so after you play your years, uh, you know, you, you play in Denmark and then, you know, I was 33, which is insane. Um, what happens next? So I just I actually go back to Israel for a year. And I said, you know, in my Denmark year, like this is my last year before the season. But I had such a great year. I felt like I should continue playing. But then what, <laughs> what, once I got back to Israel, like it started to hit me like it's over, bro. Like it, oh, head, okay. not not because not because my game left, just because like I want to live in America in a lot of ways. I did, <laughs> I, I did this for a long time, you know. Um, I wanted to be near my families mm-hmm. and uh, my you know my network system that I've built for the first like twenty or so odd years. And and um, what I really wanted to do was be was do like play by play and color commentary. So I felt like the best way to do that was to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, over the years, I fell in love with the actual art of interviewing others and having great conversations like how you do now. And I really just want to continue to build on that. So I would still do play by play and color commentary, of course, because, you know, they align with, with each other and I would do both. And I actually actually done some stuff on the playback app, which is like an interactive digital way to do play by play. 
So I actually like reached my goal in, in some senses in that way, but I would love to do more of that. But I just fell in love with like the art of conversation and bringing stories out of people and analyzing the game and even analyzing, you know, NBA draft prospects. Like those are the things I love about what I do today now. And it all started with the podcast in 2017, which is coincides right when my career ended. Oh, okay. 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 So obviously how many years did you play overseas? I'd say 10 overall. There might've been like half a, half a gap year here or there, but 10 overall, you know? Yeah. So based on your experience, what would be the best advice for somebody like, you know, obviously we talked off air about your son, you know, if your son was trying to go the same route that you did, what would be your best advice to him? That you have to, that you have to be open-minded because the countries that you're going to go to are nothing like the basketball or the life you live here. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you know, you're going to be playing a lot of basketball, but you're going to have to adjust off the court. And that's really important. And, you know, just dealing with people and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, there's going to be some isolation. So use your time wisely over there, right? Mm-hmm. Use your time mm-hmm. wisely. Don't waste your time, you know, read, go visit new places, visit other countries, do things. Don't just sit in your room and play 2k all day. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you do a lot of guys that did that. But, oh um, man. Like, can I tell you something really funny about that? Uh, like obviously 2k was big, but not, you know, as big. As it is now, I, it, it was huge. It's just even more huge now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I remember NBA 2K when it was on Dreamcast, you know. So, bro, yeah. I played 2K one. Yeah, exactly. I think, was, I, I, was like, I think Iverson was on the cover. I was young, but I remember that. Yeah, yeah. like I said, like Dreamcast, it was a whole other level of like the game. I was like, this is way better than NBA Live. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, like, I had uh, me and other American. We had every adventure game that took a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't remember. I remember when Grand Theft Auto came out, like the third one, right? Fire. Yeah, and like, it didn't, dude didn't even speak. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you, I, I literally completed 100% of the game, you know? Because that took time, bro. That's what I'm saying. So, side missions, all that stuff. I, and I then completed. also, you're going out, you're going on rampages. In the meantime, yeah. and sometimes I would just do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sometimes I just feel like let me just steal a car or try to get an FBI car or get to a certain five stars and then you know what I'm saying? Like I was I that, was I was doing that all the time. That was a yeah, once you got to five stars, it was pretty much over. But uh um, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um that game was crazy, bro. Yeah, so that, so like I had all the event like whatever adventure game will come out, I'll get it. Like that took a long time, like Zelda. Right. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had that. And like I said, I, I played a lot of college, NCAA college football. So I would be on, you know, year 27 playing college football, creating my own schedule, recruiting, all that stuff. I took it very serious. Um, so, yeah, I think that I, that was one of my biggest regrets was that I didn't necessarily see. I saw city part of the cities I was in, but, like, I didn't see enough where I felt like I was – I should have been going out more, you know. I should have done more too. I should have done more too. I remember yeah. like one year I went to like the U I went to England while I was in Denmark, which was great. Um, but I should have done more of that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Like I said, I I mean I I went to Spain, Italy, France, Germany, you know, all you know, all these places, but I didn't go out a lot in those places when we would play, you know. Exactly. Like I, 
my mom used to always say that you were a lot of places, but you were just going gym to gym. Yeah, seriously. And that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it was. So right. obviously we talked about it when you went to Israel. You kind of knew when it was time to hang up, right? Now, what was your journey like after, like when you retired? Yeah, it, it felt like there was a lot of time again, right? Because you don't know quite what you're going to do. And yeah, I was podcasting, but I wasn't doing it at the level that I do now. And it didn't take up as much time. Right. So, yeah, honestly, I was like, you know, working with basketball players, working on their game, helping them out. But I was kind of like in the same mode of um, working on my own game because it's all and I didn't think I was going to do that. But like, it's all I knew. So it's Mm -hmm. like I just continued to work on my game hoop in the city. And, um, you know, I trained players and then the podcast developed to a point where now it's you know i feel like i'm more of a professional now so that's kind of the direction i went in you know what i mean so mm-hmm, just kept mm-hmm. building on that over the years and, okay uh, doing more media now so yeah it kind of like there was a lot of free time like as a, and then obviously i had my son so that's everything and then, no, of course of course yeah so yeah that's pretty much what it is <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I do have another one. Uh, what was the best thing about being overseas, you know, in your opinion, for the fact, you know, over your 10 years overseas? Learning a different way to play basketball because I'm a basketball guy, just getting that perspective of European basketball in a way that many others don't have the opportunity to get. Even those that play in the NBA for 10 years, right? Their perspective is very Americanized when it comes to the game. And I feel like they play with a special feel, unique and unique cadence mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. that American players don't play with. So I think just having that basketball perspective helps me analyze the game now as a podcaster and basketball analyst that I wouldn't have been able to if I never had that experience. So I grew up seeing all the street ball stuff, mm-hmm. which I often leave out of my story. Like, I, you know, I played at Rucker Park and Dykeman and all those tournaments, which is a totally different style of basketball than anywhere else. Right. Um, and then you know, college, then minor leagues in the, you know, professionally, and then like the ABA and then overseas, I just, it gave me a different perspective about the game on a non-basketball standpoint. It taught me about different kinds of food because I love to eat. So it's like, <laughs> I probably, I, I probably never would have tried falafel, right? If I, <laughs> I never would have tried falafel if I never went to Israel. So I wouldn't trade it for the world, you know? No, to- no, there's some things I did try. Like in Holland, they they did like a mix of uh they did fries, French fries, and mayonnaise. Hot mayonnaise. Actually, like I like well, I don't eat French fries often to be honest, but I love French fries, even though I don't eat them often, and I love mayo. So that yeah. that mix doesn't seem bad. Yeah, no, dude. It, it's I thought it was like gross, you know, my first year. I mean, your arteries are saying gross. Yeah, If you eat that too much, but they eat it like after the club. They were it was like a like a fried falafel spot, but like everybody just went there for the fries and the mayonnaise off <laughs> the chain. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, after the club, it's gonna taste even better, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So like that was. Oh, you're making me hungry, bro. <laughs> yeah, I I, all, all I had, all that was a banana this whole morning. Gotta go eat now, man. Hey, right, right. No, no, that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Like that was a big thing uh, in Holland. Uh, obviously, Germany had beer and they had sausage. Um, you know, that was big. Like I, I can't remember all the foods of different countries, but the the first time I went to Bogota, Colombia. When I was, you know, that was Spanish league. 
and uh, they served me fish with the eyeballs looking at me. So I've seen that. Oh, yeah. See, I that was the first time I ever saw it. And I looked at them like, I I don't know what to say to this. I can't eat this. I can't eat. I, I was all right with it, bro. Fish. I, I was all right with it, bro. You just got to come cut. Just cut that part off and eat it. No, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I couldn't. I couldn't. So from the funny so that, thing is, so so the heights and the eyes of the two no nos. Yeah, you. like like the, it's like the dude is like looking at me eating his you know eating his stomach like, hey yeah hey, what's up man how you doing like you know like oh god no they were and they were like the the Colombian dudes is like mess they were like killing it I'm like oh god I said that's what I learned the pollo 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 you know all the time so like everybody would have the fish or whatever any kind of meat I'll just have chicken. Me and the other Americans just have chicken every single dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew, I knew, I knew other Americans like that too. Like they would like find like that one American fast food spot and just eat there, <laughs> fucking eat there like crazy. Hey, don't give a- hey, hey, hey! I did that my first year. I didn't know how to cook overseas. I ate. I actually, yeah, I actually cooked overseas, and I never cooked here ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, but I, when I got overseas, I started cooking. Yeah, well, I had to learn that my second year, my first year, I ate. You know, in Holland, they had a Burger King. So Burger King, McDonald's, I eat that every day. You know, like just because. And you used to hoop like that? Like you were fine. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously back then I was 23 years old. So, you know, or yeah, I was 23. So like that was, I would eat, you know, like there was a chicken spot before every game, like fried chicken and fries. Um, That was my pregame meal. And like after practice, we would go to Burger King like every day or McDonald's, you know, eat one of the two. So, yeah, that that year, I, and that now I'm I'm sick of McDonald's. I don't eat it, you know. But uh, then I was, you know, we would have to stop at McDonald's after every away game coming back home on the bus. So yeah, for that, for that year, oh gosh, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, man, that's that's tough. That's tough on the body, but you know, who knows, <laughs> man? Who knows? Like those, they say like Italians, they like. They they eat a lot of well they eat a lot of good food but they eat a yeah. lot of pasta but yeah, a lot of you know, pasta. they'll be they'll be they'll be like smoking cigarettes and like that's mm-hmm. supposed to be the number one thing that kills you and they live pretty long lives who knows man who knows <laughs> oh dude Italian like my boy played in Italy and uh, I had people that visited there like they have breaks dude like that that's why they they yeah no so I visited a friend that played in Italy and they would just walk through the streets for four hours yeah because they uh, he said that like people will go to lunch. Like from twelve to like four. The bank is closed. Like everything, everything. The middle of the day. What? Yeah, that used to be like that in Israel. Like three hours during the middle of the day, no bank. What is this? (laughs) Exactly, because they would they would take their they would go home, they would eat, they would take a nap. You know what I'm saying? Like they would like they they took that rest very seriously. Right. And I was and I was in Holland, man. Like dudes would just be out two in the afternoon drinking those little little ass uh, coffees. Yeah, 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 man. So yeah. Well, like I said, I want to say thank you, Drew, man. You know, I got one more question for you that I always ask everybody. And then we'll we'll be out of here. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. This is great. Oh, man, this is cool. Like I said, I know we're going off on a tangent, people. Uh, You know, so if you're listening, I appreciate it. The overseas tangent edition. Yeah, exactly. You just talk about everything that used to happen overseas. Um, at one point in our career, you know, we have like low points, you know what I'm saying? In our life or overseas or whatever the case is. How did you get out of that low point? Uh, did you use like yourself? Did you use God? Did you use your family? Did you use all of the above 
How did you get at that low point that you were at in your life? Probably, I mean, it was the point where a team wasn't paying me. Um, and I had to leave the situation and I was going through like overseas court in a way, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I was really a, like, you know, when you're overseas, you're alone. Yeah. So I kind of like, I cut ties with the team and then like things got kind of crazy and really I didn't reach out to anybody. I just handled it. I kind of like toughed it out in a way. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but it's like, I started just trying to figure out like, what's the next move. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think like with anything in life, and that's not the worst situation that could happen to anybody. There's people going through a lot worse than that. Right. I mean, my dad passed away. Like I've been through worse things than that, even though he lived a long life and everything. But I think whenever you handle adversity, you just gotta like, some things are out of your control and you have to keep on going. Um, and it only makes you stronger. I know these all sounds like cliches, but what's the alternative to like, just look at yourself and feel sorry for yourself. You know, it's like, you just got to figure out what's next. How am I going to make myself better? How am I going to learn from this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, uh, Ryan holiday wrote a book, you know, the obstacle is the way. So sometimes these challenges could make you even better. And that challenge made me better. I went to the next team and things were rolling, had a great season and, you know, I figured it out. So yeah, that's how I dealt with it. I don't think I reached out to a lot of people. Like I always have my mom to talk to, but in Israel, there wasn't a lot of people to talk to, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. I guess my agent, um, but it wasn't a lot, you know? No, no. Yeah. My phone bill was always like a thousand bucks a month. Luckily for me, uh, the team would pay for it. So yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, I was always calling home. Well, we had Skype and stuff. I, I mean, I, I don't know whatever you were in. <laughs> no, no. Um, like Skype, I was in Estonia when Skype first came out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was based out of Estonia. Because it, it was like free pretty much if you went Skype to Skype. I yeah, that. yeah, but who has Skype in the States? You know what I'm saying? That's true. That, you know you got to make them download that. Yeah, you got to make them, yeah. yeah. My, my my parents are wonderful people, but back then it was not the most computer savvy, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to yeah, say. Yeah. so. I definitely used to have like those cards that you could call people on. That was... Yeah, I have it in my phone. I would just add like 50 euros, you know, 100, you know, I would have like four or 500 euros yeah. on my And you And my you would talk phone. to your parents, right? Or talk to people, yeah. Yeah, 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 talk to them, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I got, I got a, a landline once and then I unplugged it because my ex would just blow up my phone if I didn't answer the phone. So, like, I just took it out. But, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but like I said, please let the people know where they can find you and, you know, your show and everything. Obviously, he is on the Believe Network as the same as me, but let everybody know they can find you on social media and all yeah, that. Yeah, that podcast, um, it's been active for a while, I guess, because the season started, uh, ended with the magic, but that's Believe in Magic. That's one place. But I'm constantly posting on my podcast feed, Combos Court, mm-hmm. uh, C-O-M-B-O-S, C-O-U-R-T. I post a lot on um, IG, one, two combo, O N E T W O C O M B O combos court on Twitter, Andrew Salop on LinkedIn. But, you know, yeah, you know, I think Instagram is a great way to find me. You want to reach out, chop it up. Uh, one, two combo, O N E T W O C O M B O. Thanks so much for having me on, Trav. Um, this was great, man. No, like I said, Drew, man, I appreciate you. A good dude, man. Like I said, we can, I, you know, you're the type of dude I can do them talking to you for like two days straight about just everything that was going on, man. Yeah, um, yeah. And I had a great time. I realized, like, me and my mom always had an innate ability to tell who's a good person in a short amount of time. I wouldn't recommend everybody trying to do that because, 
you know, you might not have my, uh, <laughs> not to be narcissistic, but I, I'm pretty good at reading people. And I, I can read right away that, you, you know, great dude in the short amount of time that I met you. So, you know, it's really good. It was really good talking to you in Vegas. It was really great talking to you here. And maybe I come to Cali one day. We chop it up in person. Yeah, so, man, for sure, man. Like sure. I said. You show me around, um, Cali. We do like a podcast tour. We get some yeah, guests definitely, you know I mean? man. Like, because yeah, I, I, I want, I definitely want. Like, I did two podcasts in Vegas, and I definitely want to do more traveling pods. Like, go out here, get a studio, we chop it up, get great content. You know, like, that's oh what I man, do, like, yeah, dude. Like, you had to show me how you did it because, like, I was like, that's <laughs> something that I, I, you know, I've been doing the like the Zoom thing for a minute. You know, since uh, you know, right after the pandemic, because ain't nobody, you know. Ain't nobody coming in studio no more. So <laughs> like yeah, everybody's doing yeah, this too. Exactly. I was doing some in studio stuff and that, that the pandemic kind of like brought me back here, but you don't want to get too comfortable. I feel like it's like the virtual stuff like this is, is one thing. Then you want to get to in-person and then eventually live shows, right? Like that should be like the progression as a podcaster. And then podcasts could lead to so many different opportunities. Like I've done TV commercials because I, it wasn't exactly from the podcast, but you get like these indirect opportunities through podcasting as well that you wouldn't even think about. Yeah. That, yeah. It's just, you know, it's the same looking for like, obviously sponsorships and things like that, you know, same brand sponsorships. So yeah, definitely, definitely. No, you can follow me at Travis W Reed on Instagram. Uh, that's R E E D uh, Travis W uh, Travis W Reed on Facebook. And yeah, Travis, uh, Travis Reed on uh, LinkedIn too. I'm on there too. So, uh, and Travis Reed, uh, UCLA on Twitter. Uh, I've really, you know, I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it as much. I just post about it, you know, so I'll, I'll be, but I'll post shows or whatever the case. Best way to find me, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, so just hit me up anytime. Like I said, if you're looking for that Travis Reed athlete's journey merch, I am wearing it right now. Just hit me up. I will send you a shirt. I got to get some more, actually, uh, you know, uh, some more double X's, you know, all those ran out first. So, yeah, follow me, like I said, on Travis Reed Instagram and uh, Travis Reed Facebook. And like I said, I have Believe in UCLA on, on Believe Network, obviously an athlete's journey, and even the He Said, She Said show. So, on those, all right, uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace. <laughs>